Well, hello and welcome to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf, brought to you by the Whole Food Health Coach LLC, where we make your goals our goals and you're never alone on your wellness journey. Experience the information, inspiration, and collaboration of our Coach in Your Corner partnership. My name is Stephanie Wolf. I'm a National Board Certified Health and Wellness Coach and proud owner of the Whole Food Health Coach now in its ninth year and five-time winner of Best of Gwinnett Award in Endocrinology, Diabetes, and Metabolism Practices. Rachel, Sherry, and I invite you to visit wholefoodhealthcoach.com and set up your 60-minute healthy living assessment. Our award-winning three-phase program is changing lives. Work Well is brought to you weekly and is dedicated to your personal and professional health and wellness. I offer examples from my own life, health, marriage, family, and business. I share my research, my opinion, and my faith designed to bring you compelling content, engaging challenges, and practical body, soul, and spirit support on your wellness journey. Work Well comes to you from my personal desire to live long and strong with passion and purpose, die of old age, and help others to do the same. Let's do this. All right. So today we are talking about the Mother's Day week. And this whole week's been pretty exciting for me because the derby party was last weekend. So I had my derby hat and my Mother's Day hat all ready to go. And so today that's my photo, my pretty um, Mother's Day dress and hat and pearls is super fun. So hopefully you've been shopping. And as moms, that's something we all love to do for ourselves and for our family. Well, let me give you some details or some facts. I actually um, did a little research on mothers and had so much research I'm not going to share with you. But here are some statistics from Pew Research Center and also mom.com. So did you know there are roughly 82.5 million mothers in the United States, more than 2 billion worldwide, and approximately 4.3 babies are born every second. About 2% of those U.S. mothers have adopted a child. Average age for our first-time mom is 30 these days, and that was in 2022. 21 was the age in the 70s. Average mother gives birth to two children. Back in the 70s, it was 3.5. I'm not sure, half a child. But um, 1700s, there were 7 to 10 kids born per woman. The most children actually goes to a Russian mom, and she gave birth to 69 children in 40 years. I know. Why? Um, so the 1725 to 1765 was the years there. So that is 40, uh, 40 years of giving birth. All right. So I'm just getting over that. Sorry. That's just... <laughs> A lot to take in. Okay, the oldest mom actually gave birth to a baby boy when she was 63 years old, and she lived in Italy. 1994 was that date, and there was a, a woman that was actually 74 years old in India, and that was through IVF, and she gave birth to twins. Ah, okay. And the heaviest newborn that was ever delivered so far is 22 pounds, eight ounces. And that's a baby boy from Italy in 1955. Do you know that mothers have changed 7,300 diapers by the time a baby is two years old? And mom's changing speed is pretty much twice what a man's is. It's actually two minutes and five seconds she can wrap and unwrap uh, that baby. The preschooler requires mom's attention once every four minutes. Mom, 
mom, mom, mom. And that's 210 times a day that she hears mom. Women average 2.2 hours of housekeeping a day, and actually that's half of what men spend doing that. 88% of the laundry in a household is done by moms, totaling 330 loads of laundry or 5,300 articles of clothing a year. I'm not sure who's counting all that stuff, so hopefully somebody that um, is smarter than me. But when you can Google all that stuff, there's some great information out there. All right, so you know if you've been listening to this podcast that every week I want to offer you some inspiration and information. I love to challenge you to change something, improve something, let go of something, pick up something, start something, restart something, or at least begin a healthy self-dialogue to excite and generate movement towards your healthier self. So in January, new beginnings, February, heart health, March was the Marvelous Marriage Marathon Month, April we did some cleanup around the house, some spring clean, and this month we have been dedicating everything that we are going to be sharing with you on Women's Health Month. So, Certified Health Coach Rachel Souza and I kicked off the Women's Health Month with our topic, Celebrating Womanhood. Rachel shared tips to love yourself healthy. She shared how, and I shared how much I love being a woman, and I offered some specific reasons for my appreciation for having been born female. Our curves, our clothes, and our common sense were a couple that I shared. Rom-coms, romance novels, fashion, and first kisses were some among those great things. But the most significant reason, and my topic for today, was motherhood. So today we're going to be celebrating motherhood. I am in awe of the entire experience. Our body makes eggs every month that can be fertilized by a man, and together we create life. God is our creator. We are created, he created you and me, and he created us, male and female, with parts that work together in creating life, and living being is formed right there in our belly. So we can grow a human being in our womb, for nine glorious months. Well, maybe they're not all glorious, but where our child just needs nothing from us other than that perfectly created womb designed for one single, solitary, amazing purpose, giving life. All the baby needs is a safe place to grow until it's ready to meet Earth's atmosphere. And when the little one is ready to meet the mother who has provided that safe and secure place, it forces the issue of the meeting. Our amazing body parts will push that tiny human being about the size of a large watermelon out the exit door. The average newborn at 42 weeks measures 20.3 inches and weighs 8.1 pounds. Yep, we do that. We can then feed it for months with perfect food from our own body, food that only arrives at the perfect time. Let's talk about breast milk for a moment. It's the perfect food for every tiny human. Studies show that breastfed babies have fewer ear infections and fewer upper respiratory infections, have a stronger overall immune system, and breastfed babies are less likely to be obese later in life or get diabetes. Breastfed babies also are known to build brighter brains. Thank you, Dr. William Sears, for that title. 
and uh, term. And as uh, the fat in the human milk actually supports all of the growth of the nerve systems, the nerve tissues. So breast, breast milk is uh, influences health in so many different ways, probably more far-reaching than any researchers have um, dared to imagine. But the creator knew what he was doing, and he certainly didn't need science to prove it, but it does. And maybe you don't understand, like I, in my mind, I sometimes don't understand these things, that the creator is not subject to his created abilities, ability, I guess you would say, to comprehend, understand, or explain his handiwork. God's ways are higher than our ways, and his thoughts than our thoughts, says Isaiah in chapter 55. But one of the most magnificent features of God's work in creation was the power he gave to all creatures and plants to reproduce after their kind. And that's all found in the book of Genesis. But nothing in this life is more miraculous or more rewarding or mag more magnificent than childbirth, in my opinion. And that's why today we're celebrating motherhood. It's been a privilege of mine to experience childbirth twice. Two sons, Jeremy and Chad, one more expected than the other, but both loved equally and abundantly. Then my precious daughters-in-law gave me the greatest gift that they could give any mother-in-law. Both Shanna and Annie allowed me the privilege of being present at the birth of each of our three grandchildren, one male and two females. Did you know that every female fetus, including your mother, developed all the eggs she will ever have while as a fetus herself, still inside of her own mom? Because one of those eggs ultimately developed into you, this means you started your life inside your grandmother. Ha, huh, I'm a grandmother or a nana. So you're welcome. Um, God gave women a divine calling, a huge mission. Populate the earth, be fruitful and multiply. Genesis says that. And Adam couldn't be fruitful on his, on his own. So he can't be fruitful and multiply without woman. She is a co-creator. We were created to create. Pretty cool, huh? So women are the reason there are 8 billion people on the planet. Moms are miracle workers, and um, our female body is a masterpiece. And, the, and I believe the single most important part of the human existence, basically, when you start thinking about it, because without us females, humans would become extinct. And you know what that means, right? Having no living members, no longer in existence, wiped out, gone, dead. That's what it said in Webster's. So I ask you, do you love your life? You have your mother to thank for that. Your dad contributed, but your mother, she did all the heavy lifting. Let's be honest. So that's love. Love is a parenting superpower. Dads and moms both have it, and um, that's why they have to be told to put the oxygen mask on themselves first, or we'd never do it. Moms and dads are equally amazing, and dads will get their turn um, for recognition that they deserve next month. But today, we're celebrating mothers. Typically, the first sound that a baby vocalizes is the ma sound or ma. So it makes sense that in almost every language, the word for mother begins with the letter M, or it's some iteration of that ma sound. Mm -hmm.
I love it. All right, so another amazing fact is that the fetal heart beats faster when hearing its mother's voice versus a stranger's voice. A mother's voice also eases older children's stress just as much as a real-life hug does. The sound of mom's voice lowers a child's stress hormones, cortisol, and raises their level of oxytocin, and uh, that's the hormone linked to love and bonding. So you may not be a mother, but you wouldn't be here without one, so celebrate her, especially if she's still here on Earth to celebrate. My mother, Antoinette Marie Sacken, chose to have just one more, and I say it like that because that's what she said, me. Uh, After having two sons and four daughters, the youngest at that time had just turned six and was in school full-time. And I love to hear her tell that story of how wanted I was. She loved being a mother to those crazy kids, and I could certainly tell you some stories. Um, And, oh, did we all love her. We had her for 92 years. And uh, every time we would get together one-on-one, she would say to me, I knew I was supposed to have just one more. Our mom has a superpower, love. My mom's superpower was loving me. And moms love the tiny humans that they give birth to in ways that are pretty much beyond normal. Moms are the most generous human beings on the planet, usually giving out of their own need to provide and protect the tiny humans in their care. We will do anything, and I mean anything, to care for them starting with the child in our womb, taking over our body, our emotions, our diet, our bladder, and our life, both now and forever. Mom's life gives her child life. No mom, no life. The child is completely, utterly, and continuously dependent on us. Our child cannot survive without us, and we take that responsibility very seriously, and it never ends. My boys and their families mean the world to me, and there is nothing I wouldn't do for those men, now grown with their own wives and children and homes, church, jobs, doing quite well for themselves. I'm so proud of both of them and all their families. But the mother is the child's host, and he or she, that baby, is a guest in the house usually and most often very welcome and highly anticipated guest, the child's source of strength and health comes from mom. There's much research to support the child's awareness as they grow, hearing, moving around, feeling, sensing. And this is a miracle that we cannot fully understand. A wise mom eats nutritious foods because she knows that it nourishes a growing child. She avoids certain foods and beverages that might harm that child as it grows because she's fully aware that the child's depending on her for growth and strength and health. So from the air the mom breathes to the activities that she engages in has this little one to consider. It's no longer about mom alone. It's about the two of them. They are one together inseparably for nine months. I'm always amazed when I watch uh, women runners that were running prior to being pregnant continue to run through their pregnancy and be, get right back to running after. And um, But this is a twofold uh, responsibility. So even together in labor, both doing their part of the miracle of childbirth and both enduring the physical experience. It's no picnic for the baby either. 
in that childbirth experience, but both equally enjoying the powerful moment of holding each other close as the journey through the womb ends with jubilant tears as both mother and child breathe a sigh of relief, resting in each other's arms. When our baby is placed skin to skin on our belly following birth, it's a feeling we never, ever forget and wouldn't want to, even if we could. It's messy. It's all messy, but it is the most precious mess and our most euphoric, indescribable experience as a woman. Right, moms? Well, there is, uh, there will more likely be more messes as the child grows, but moms get used to cleaning up those messes. Moms are doers, drivers, um, schedule keepers, housekeepers, cooks, bakers, teachers, party throwers and goers, shoppers, bathers, hairdressers, home decorators, counselors, nurses, and so much more. So busy moms actually have to focus on the who, what, where, when, and how of each child's daily life. And at every stage, it's so much different. So there's a lot to consider if she has more than one to keep eye, keep her eyes on. So who needs what, where, when, and how to get it all done? Behind all of the job descriptions, though, the workload, the to-do lists, and the overwhelming schedules to keep is the why behind it all. Love. A mom's ultimate superpower is love. When the going gets tough and the road seems hard, we step back sometimes and need to just remember why we do all that we do for those tiny or not so tiny humans that we brought into the world. So at any time we get tired or concerned or frustrated or overwhelmed with them, we do well to remember that euphoric experience of childbirth and the child that we created, expected or unexpected, that was knit together by God's creative plan. I am pro-life, pro-choice, and pro-mom. Let me explain. I make no apology for my stance on life, and yet I do not judge others for the decisions they make or have made. We all have a life to live in our own decisions to make, and there's no easy answer to hard decisions, hard questions. So an unplanned pregnancy is one of the hardest, and women don't make this decision easily. Because I experienced my own unplanned pregnancy, I knew what young women were facing. I got pregnant in 1973 when Roe v. Wade had just changed laws on abortion, but I wasn't following the laws in the land. Anyway, I was following the law in my heart, and at that time, my heart was telling me that I had made my choice. And now it was only my it wasn't only my own interests that had to be considered. I followed my heart and I never regretted it a day in my life. A baby is not a problem to be solved or an issue to be fixed. Life begins at conception and anything done intentionally to take that life in my opinion in or out of the womb is not mine to take. I believe my choice is made well before that. It's like an analogy I used when I used to speak for uh, groups, um, and I used to call it playing ball near the house. Mom has always said, don't play ball near the house. But I thought she was just being overprotective. I thought, just this once. It's so fun. Everyone is doing it. But suddenly the ball goes through the picture window of the house. Was it the ball's fault? It broke the window. 
Was it the window's fault? It was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Or was it my fault? I'd been told not to play ball near the house. I had been warned of the consequences of playing ball near the house, but I chose to do it anyway. Whose responsibility is it now? And while I'm on the subject, what's wrong with taking responsibility for our actions? Something we don't see much of these days in so many areas, even um, when there's video proof of a person who's committing a crime um, that they're charged with enters a not guilty plea. So don't misunderstand my point. I'm not saying we should force a woman to carry a child, but I am in favor of sharing the blessing that she may never have known otherwise. And being a blessing to a woman, maybe who's struggling with infertility. I'm simply saying we have a choice and we have options and some are better options than others. And most importantly, we can use our free will and our choice wisely before facing difficult decisions following the news of a pregnancy or a crime being committed or any other thing that we're making these choices for. And owning our life and our life choices, that's what I'm in favor of. I want to see more of that these days. And the greater part of owning our choices has to be considering all those involved. I started a nonprofit in 1984-85 in DeKalb County, Indiana, called DeKalb Council on Pregnancy, now simply called DeKalb Pregnancy Center. Our motto was, we care. I chose that because I used to sign all of my letters, I care. I still do sometimes. But we care. During the birthing process and the first two years under my leadership, anyway, from start, um, I bartered my time as a receptionist in a local business building and in exchange for a small office that I used as a counseling center. My oldest sister, Jo Fair, was at my side through it all and took over the presidency there when God moved us to Georgia to start a church in the fall of 1987. So young women from all around DeKalb County came to us for for support and guidance. We loved them. We provided physical, emotional, mental, financial, and spiritual support for each one who came through the doors. They felt loved and cared about as a woman. That was my goal. I, I was not politically motivated. I was only people motivated. My Bible tells me to love God, love others. That's the mandate, and it's still my mandate today. So no matter where you stand on this or any other topic that's considered controversial, just know that the first and greatest commandment is love God and love each other. Our son Jeremy was my unexpected pregnancy, but I've never loved anything more in my life than becoming his mother. He brought his father and me together in 1974. Teenagers, crazy, disrespectful, selfish kids. He didn't ask for that. The baby didn't ask for that. He didn't have anything to do with our choices that night after dating for about five or six months at a party where we shouldn't have been drinking Boone's Farm wine. (laughs) That's a funny reminder. Um, But... That wine and that night altered my judgment and my inhibition, but it was still my choice. It was my choice. Sure, there was some coercion. Jack was very persuasive, and, uh, but it was my choice. And in a sense, that sense anyway, I am pro-choice. I chose to have sex with my teenage boyfriend, 
Irresponsible? Yes. Foolish? Sure. Immature? You bet. Reckless? Absolutely. But what I did next was what mattered. It is what has made me who I am today. Taking responsibility for my actions, my choices, made me grow up fast. Maybe too fast, some might say. And I would agree. I don't recommend the way that I chose my path. But I wasn't the best mother, but I can honestly say that I loved every minute of being that child's mom. And never for a minute did I feel that I ever made him feel unwanted. And four years later, I gave birth to a second child, Chad. And our family has been together for 49 years now, nine of us. And it was pretty much unexpected, unplanned, but very, very much appreciated. I don't have all the answers on this or any topic, but I know I had a great mother. My mom was amazing. Our mom was amazing. I hope and pray that my sons would say the same thing about me. My mom entered heaven in 2009, but she lives on in me and in my siblings. I don't know when I will enter heaven, but I will go kicking and screaming. You've heard me say that before because I intend to live to be 100. I want to see generation after generation of wolves come into uh, the fold so that our nine continues to grow. And until that time when God calls me home, I intend to enjoy and celebrate motherhood. I've learned a few things about um, being a mom, and uh, most of them I could say I probably learned from my own mother, but I want to share those with you. Being a good mother is the best occupation you can ever have. Regardless of how little you have, you can always give love and encouragement. If your children feel safe, wanted, and loved, you are a successful parent. The more a child is made to feel special, the more special they become. It only takes a little achievement to be considered outstanding by a loving mom. Kindness is more important than perfection or a clean house. More comfort doesn't necessarily mean more happiness. Love is shown by time spent with a loved one, not money spent on them. Time is more valuable than money or success and you can't get time back. A wealthy person is the one who's content with what they have. If you care, it shows in your behavior. Choices made in adolescence may have long-term consequences, but a mother's love can cover a multitude of sin. Being a grandparent is God's compensation for growing older. A full life is not determined by how long you live, but how well. And I still have a lot to learn. So in today's closing thoughts, a life doesn't come with a manual. It comes with a mother. Approximately 122 million calls are made on the second Sunday of May. Third biggest spending holiday, spending only uh, second or first and second would be Christmas and Valentine's Day. It's the single busiest day of the year for restaurants, and $671 million is spent on Mother's Day cards in the United States. I'd like to say thank you to Jack, 
the 17-year-old kid that took responsibility and has led his family for 49 years. I knew I'd get teary on that part. Thank you, Jeremy Wolf, for bringing us all together and showing us true love. Thank you, Chad Wolf, for adding even more love to our happy home. And I'd like to say happy Mother's Day uh, to the moms in my family. My sister, Joe, Paula, and Ellen. And to my loving daughters-in-law, Shanna and Annie Wolf. And their moms, Shirley and Theta. And to all of you mothers out there, from all of us at Gwinnett Business Radio X, Mike Salmon, my producer, we celebrate you today. You've been listening to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf, brought to you by the Whole Food Health Coach LLC, where we make your goals our goals, and you're never alone on your wellness journey. For information about our corporate wellness programs, virtual classes, or our individual coaching programs, go to wholefoodhealthcoach.com. Our coaching is available virtually anywhere in the country. I'm Stephanie Wolf, wishing you well personally and professionally. See you next week live or on your favorite podcast channel. Until then, choose life.